They are the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You are now listening to the 12.15 Club. Welcome back, everyone, to the 12.15 Club. It's Dylan on the mic today. Mario is not here. Travrio. Travrio. He's somewhere in the Caribbean. Probably tax evasion, I think. (laughs) No, you think he's actually officiating a wedding? Yeah, I know. Which I didn't know he was a man of the cloth. But the cloth, <laughs> the cloth. He's like, okay, for three years. Yeah, he'd get done with it, and you'd be like, "What the hell did you just say?" Hopefully, it's in Spanish for yeah. everybody else's sake. Um, but anyways, per, uh, it's always a nice surprise when Mario's gone. I think we can all agree it, it's a win for America. It's just sure. the the train runs a little faster. I think just a bit, just a bit. Um, but anyways, we actually have a special guest this week. It's the one and only Alan Guzzi. The IT chef um, and former hooker, Alan, or, <laughs> well, or current. I suppose. I suppose that kind of came with the territory <laughs> for the right price. <laughs> well, I'm not very expensive. All right, so not anymore. We don't know what for, you were for right the there. wrong price. Uh, I so, cheap. So to give a little context, so today during the show, and I don't even really know why it came up, but all of a sudden, Dan. Oh, we talk about birthday cakes, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden he was like, "Yeah, well, maybe we'll have a former employee come and jump out of a birthday cake instead of Todd jumping into a birthday cake." And they never said who it was. Um, but I was like, you know, I think Alan would be okay with this being out there. And Dan was talking about, um, how he didn't know that you ever did any sort of, um, adult entertainment work until after you left, (laughs) uh, working here. And he was really disappointed. Um, so anyways, it's good to have you back, but, um, yeah. So what exactly did you do? Cause I don't know that I've ever heard the full story. I mean, I, I feel like he knew, but I mean, I suppose, I suppose maybe he didn't. Um, it, it, it's certainly not as crazy as I guess it may have sounded, but I mean, for a, a short period of time while I was in college, um, I, I stripped at sorority parties. <laughs> That's a great gig. <laughs> I, I, I did too, Alan. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the Harvard of the West. Except the cops would come. <laughs> Because he wasn't invited. <laughs> it's very corny and cheesy, but um, I guess it was cool at the time, and I, I, I couldn't. I don't know. It was a hard thing to say no to, right? Like, I mean, I was approached honestly by a friend of mine. Um, I way back then, I guess I, I somewhat looked like a guy that was on General Hospital, um, <laughs> very loosely, <laughs> but that was where it kind of came from. And she thought it would be funny because her friend was a big fan of said actor. And, um, yeah, I, I said, sure. Why not? How bad could it be being literally the only guy, um, with little, little or no clothes on in a sorority party. Um, so I went and afterward, um, I guess I did all right because a couple other people there asked if I could attend their sorority party. Um, so <laughs> it turned into a few, but uh, I, yeah, it wasn't like some 
extended long period of time that I sure. did. Sure, right. right. But, you were just trying to pay through, pay your yeah. way through college, weren't you? I was young. I needed the money. Um, wait, Alan, what what about you made her just think it would be okay to ask you that question to begin with? Because you could be like, oh, this person oh. looks like someone on a TV show, and you're not going to be like, can you come strip at my house for me? No, we knew each other. She knew that I wouldn't say no to that in a second. <laughs> oh, my God. And also, did you dress up as a doctor? Did you like, go full character? Oh, Dude, this was this was the '90s. It was literally a a, a thermal uh, long sleeve shirt with a with a flannel wrapped around my waist and and Doc Martens. I mean, it was it, it was as quintessential '90s as you could possibly imagine. What did your wife think when she heard about your past as a uh, exotic dancer in college? She glosses over it. <laughs> what would you she say? She she just ignores it. <laughs> what, would you care if it was the other way around? Uh, me? No. No. I, I have. I, no. <laughs> Everyone's got a pass. Like, like, I like strip clubs myself, and um, I, I have dated more than a few strippers. <laughs> <laughs> You're just, you're just a connoisseur. <laughs> That's why it's so fascinating that Dan didn't know this about you. Like... That's what's so funny to me is that it, this is something that would fascinate Dan and has because he says it to us all the time. Like he'll come in the back. You haven't come up in in weeks. Uh, of course, we think about you, but like we haven't talked about you in weeks or months. And all of a sudden, he'll be like, "Yep, Alan's probably just jumping out of a cake right now." Like, for, yeah, no. I, I don't know. I, it surprises me that he didn't know. I, I didn't. I, it's not like I'm a, you know a, a very closed book. I don't. I don't try to keep it hidden. Um, I don't know. I, I'm sure he did. He probably just ignored every word that was coming out of my mouth at the time, because <laughs> that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alan, but I I know we're dying to know, and I'm sure all the ladies listening are dying to know. Was it a uh, full frontal situation, or did you? That you has know? happened. Not every time, but that has definitely on, on, only upon request. Depends well, on the mood of the party, my friend. Yeah, you got to read the room. Yep. True. True. All right. So, Guzzy, changing gears just a little bit. So, the show is likely going to go to Dublin, Ireland in August. So, the question is, will you come and work on the show for free? <laughs> and you can stay in my hotel room. <laughs> the short answer, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would, be, it would be great to have the band back together. Because, um, you know, we did so many remotes together. And uh, we sure did. And you even came uh, to the set last year, earlier this year in uh, Scottsdale. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was uh, out in Arizona. That was pretty cool. We would love. Um, to, we would love to have you make an appearance if you're. Uh, if you happen to I be in Dublin. Say, <laughs> yeah, I will. I will certainly not be in Dublin at the time you guys are going. We don't know we, that. We, we can. <laughs> we can revisit this. <laughs> we don't know that. I could be in London. It's possible. Alan, all I'll say is I'm the IT guy now, and I'm in way over my head. Okay, we need some help. How, how is it going over there? How, how are the uh, are, are, is Paul's computer still uh, acting up, or is, is, did you replace it finally? Or is he- all right, I don't think Paul listened to it, so I can t- say this. So the solution to Paul's computer acting up is I scheduled a restart every Sunday morning, so that because <laughs> so what would happen was Paul would never he would refuse to start restart his computer. And like once every six months, it would get to the point where it was like, this isn't going to work. There's 700 tabs open and it's going to explode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'd have to restart. It would take forever. It would always, it always suck for him because, you know, you'd show up typically Monday morning and 
it wouldn't be running good. And then, you know, it usually takes a long time to restart at that point and then blah, blah, blah. So yeah, so I just, restart. so I just have a schedule right. restart. Code. It's, it's, it's genius. We haven't had a problem ever since. <laughs> but that's not going to help Todd. How, how is Todd? Oh my God. He got a, he got some sort of virus situation not too long ago. And I uh, heard. Yeah. He I just still texts me. He still emails me. I sent him. I, I still get. I sent yeah, him to Best Buy. I'm like, you know what, bud? I don't know what to tell you. I can't help you. The poor guy. <laughs> I felt bad leaving him almost most of all. <laughs> <laughs> we had a big meet Friday today. I know you were obviously IT chef for a while. Uh, Tyler did uh, pulled, pulled pock and uh, a Ooh. green chili mac and cheese, although it was referred to as a jalapeno mac and cheese, which is very different. But Disrespectful, uh, actually. But, uh, I that, love the Traeger green chili mac and cheese. It's, it is something special. How, how, how did the pulled pork come out? How long did he smoke it for? It was uh, going all day yesterday, and it uh, was pulled yesterday uh, yesterday evening good. and then uh, reheated today. Um, That's the move. Yeah. That's the move. Yeah, because it's like 8 to 10 hours, and uh, if you're, right. you want to do the quick math, it's going to be ready for 1130. Uh, quick math. So there's nothing wrong with, with reheated pulled pork anyway. It, it, it can sometimes be better. I don't know if we, we we might need a celebrity sighting from Cousy. Maybe do a little. Yeah. Maybe around Halloween, if you could bring back your skeleton with the uh, the the meatloaf skeleton. That thing was goddamn well, revolting. Well, I, I, I have a I have a problem with that. So now, I listen to the twelve fifteen show quite regularly. Um, I dare I say religiously. I listen to it every week. Now, I don't listen to the Dan Patrick show, but I do listen to the twelve fifteen podcast. And I did hear you complaining about. My Halloween table. Who complained? That might have been me. Dylan. Yeah. It was you. Well, no, it wasn't that it tasted. No, it wasn't that it tasted bad. It was just horrifyingly well done, I think. There's something about the the hard-boiled egg eyes and the sausage (laughs) intestines where I was like, I I don't know. It was the the pork ribs. (laughs) Oh, and the pork ribs for the rib. That was the the intestine part, I think, got me. I mean, it looked, I think you executed it flawlessly, but I was like, I don't want to eat that. I also love that he probably needed like 15 grills going. He probably had stuff at at his house. There's like 50 ingredients in it. (laughs) Yeah, I know. The dishwasher is uh, is living better days these days now that you're not. I'm, uh, I'm sure the dishwasher is happy that I'm gone. <laughs> well, we would love to have you back for Celebrity uh, Meet Friday. Sometime. Are you are you keeping your skills I sharp, Alan? Are you still I am. still whipping in the kitchen? I mean, certainly not as much as when I was there because I got to you know. I mean, we were we, my cat kitchen. It was a it was definitely a thing, right? But um, yeah, I we. We still hit the grill quite a bit. I still have my Traeger smoked up. I still have two going almost every weekend. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, but that, you know what? I think that's really not true because last time I was there, you were cooking out of a box. But we can leave that uh, that's fair. under the rug. That's box? I, I will say. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Dylan. Yes. But my regular weekday meals, it does happen. But uh, that's all right. Mine come out of a styrofoam container often. You, so it's basically the same thing. You phony, Alan. But um, no, yeah, it is funny yeah, it to think happens. about. Like you worked on the show for more than ten years, right? Yeah, fourteen years. Fourteen years, and like for and you had to cook on the show for what seven yeah, of those? That start seven or eight years. Yeah, good. It was a while, yeah. And what, as soon as we got like a full kitchen and like all the <laughs> the space that you actually needed, you left like within a year. Like, <laughs> I, I, I can't get out of there. All right. I I needed 
I needed that little landing back oh my in, God. in the hallway that we used to do it in. The <laughs> fact I, that you guys cooked the, there is insane to me. I mean, to be fair, it was far less ambitious, generally speaking. Yeah. Um, yes. But I do remember um, one time there was a storm, like a snowstorm, and oh. everybody, everybody stayed in hotels, and we tip at the old studio we used to get everyone breakfast um because there wasn't really a yep. place to do anything and that the, not during a snowstorm the breakfast place was closed so we're like all right let's figure out what we're gonna do for breakfast so i'm like hey you know what we'll just buy a blackstone griddle which now traeger makes griddles which we have and it's awesome by the way the flat rock flat rock yeah this goes back a bunch of years so traeger didn't make it at the time so we just went out and got a griddle and the propane regulator was broken on it and so it was like six thirty in the morning and we're like, all right, we it's time to make the breakfast. And I was like, everything was closed. And we ended up, I don't even remember how I got it going. I ended up finding, I don't know. I don't du- know. Duct tape. We got it going and it was like, they were eating like at 8, 50, 8.30 or something. Like it was, it was <laughs> kind of a mess. But uh, yeah, I mean, we. But the beautiful thing that came out of that though, Eric, is it was just snow, snowstorm breakfast became a thing. Like whether we were in uh, Connecticut or New York. Mm. the snowstorm breakfast was a thing that blueberry sausage roll <laughs> became a regular staple for breakfast during the snowstorm. I know, but the, uh, I don't I know if you remember, I, but that I do think I miss. Yeah, I know. Well, but my not- intestines are happy. That, <laughs> that, dude, that thing goes through you like Swiss cheese. Every time you made that, I have like one too many slices of it. Oh, and- you know what? Don't patronize me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Well, Alan, I appreciate you joining us uh, and and sharing your <laughs> your history. Uh, I just want to make sure that you're okay now. Obviously, with you know Dan revealing your identity because he did not reveal it uh, on the on the show, so yeah. it's it's good to go. Whatever. So, how much would it cost to have you come in for just like I don't know an hour? Nothing. You guys, <laughs> we get <laughs> no inflation adjustment or anything. No. Goodness gracious, no. <laughs> All right. Ty- Tyler said he'll dress up like a sorority girl if you come for free. I, I, I will honestly <laughs> say, though, I would love to come back and do a meet Friday. I think that would be awesome. We'll have to check in with the union, make sure that's acceptable. But uh, Yeah. yeah. Check in with me. You and Tyler, <laughs> you and Tyler may have to throw hands, a, too. A sausage off? Ooh. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Wait, which guy? What are we talking about? Hello? Is this, I think you broke up. Well, IT chef Alan Gutsy, thanks so much for joining us on 1215. Appreciate it, bud. Later, all. Later. See you, Alan. Well, everyone, that was Alan the hooker, or stripper. <laughs> Alan the IT stripper. <laughs> That's not a normal uh, career trajectory, I think, from going to stripping to working in like tech. You don't know that, though, because people don't necessarily talk about it. Like, yeah, right? that's true. That's You know what? Fair. Like, you've never discussed your stripper days. Certainly Marvin has it, right? Not yet, at least. No. Right. No. So, you know, you don't really know what people's history. <laughs> that was when he was going by Markella. Uh, first of all, I really want you to stay out of my personal life. I keep telling you guys Sorry. this. It's not cinnamon? No. Everyone's cinnamon. Got, everyone's got a pass, though. That's true. So. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know what? I would like a full length reunion, full length reunion, full length reunion with so, uh, with Guzzy, right? Yeah. Come you want the here? full the full length? Oh, obviously, and come back here and do a meet Friday. Yeah. Oh. Tyler's gonna be shaking in his stinky boots. <laughs> I guess so. Um. Well, anyways, I mean, I think that pretty much wraps it up for us, right? Yeah, Is there I mean, anything else we wanted to I, 
I think so. Oh, real fast, you know, obviously we, we made waves with uh, the Adam Silver interview. Yeah. And uh, that's one of those interviews, even when you see the name booked, you already know that it's probably going to make waves. And I think it made waves more than even I thought because I was almost certain that Adam Silver wasn't going to answer any John Morant questions or he was just going to slide by it. Yeah, but he's good. Yeah, he, he can definitely give you an answer without like right being it'll be like look i'm not gonna like it wasn't like an over compromise anything right it wasn't like an over yes or no it was i'm disappointed i'm sure there's been some expletives hurled at uh his staff about the john moran situation just because he literally talked to him about this exact issue yeah and so to have him on was uh it was good. He was really good, and I'm shocked about the uh, the joke at the end with the carry. Oh, yeah. And I was like, ooh, all right. Got to conceal your carry. One, ahead, one little anecdote about the operational side of that. So they connected um, at like 9.55 yeah. Eastern, and he wasn't on until 10.20. And I was talking to the tech guys. Just, you know, I didn't know where it was. Like, I thought it was a studio or something. Well, it turns out they were just in his office, and he just has like a little setup over in the corner. And it's it was like... 1001 and they were like oh is this the right height and i'm like i don't know how tall is the commissioner and he's like oh i'll just walk in and all of a sudden he's there and you guys are just starting the segment before and i'm like uh mr commissioner just want to let you know you're not scheduled 10 20 he's like oh it's okay i i listen most days anyway so i'll just listen through this for now and i was like oh okay and uh so it was just kind of interesting. Uh, they muted because I was like, I wonder if I can hear what's going on in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, he, uh, he he muted it. But yeah, it was crazy because uh, Chris Haynes was on. Was he talking to an NBA player? Yes, uh-huh. right before. Yes, How, two two different ones actually. Birdman. That is absolutely wild. Like we won't say it, but I, yeah. you know, we know who it is. Yeah, and like so, Dan comes out and he says, you know, Chris Haynes was talking to, and we're like, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, and he's going to listen in. Wait, what? And we saw Todd on the monitor. I think he was talking to you, and I could yeah. see a look of confusion on his face. Yeah. Like, holy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I mean, guess-wise and, you know, news-wise, you know, even Chris Haynes talking about Damian Lillard, Boston's off the table. Yeah. You know, that made, you know. It's a long flight from Portland. Yeah, the show definitely made some uh, headlines, but I think even if Dame moved to Boston, he was like, I'm still not playing for Boston. Yeah. He said, I'll. I'll fly back to and from Portland if need be. So for the weekends, yeah, it was a it was a lot that yeah the go- all the between golf between that live golf. I mean that wasn't on my bingo card. No, and that'll be. I'm gonna guess that a shit storm will only that'll be some topical news for a while too. I think. Oh yeah, definitely. Right, Mark. Well, um, yeah. I think that's it, guys. Yeah, that was good. That was nice and smooth. No Mario, always lovely. It's always a great episode. <laughs> yeah, no screaming and or no three. stopping in the middle. Yeah, what three? Three, two. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, for uh, Dylan the graphics guy, Mark the prince, and Derek the big German, that's the twelve fifteen club. We'll talk to you next week.